0: What style is that? It, 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 it's my own secret technique. What's it called? Me what, 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 what's it called? Adisa and That's right. What's it called? my own secret technique. Peace. It's time to holla at a scholar. Welcome to Bishop Chronicles. As you probably already assumed, I'm your host, Adisa, the Bishop. I apologize for the delay in this show in the last show. Uh I got sick. I didn't get COVID, but I caught some type of infection, lung infection. And it was pretty serious. I didn't have to be hospitalized, but I wasn't functional for several weeks. And Once I was functional, even my energy level was not normal. And it's taken until today for me to be able to record. So, you know, take care of your health. I'm glad I made it through. It was not COVID, nor was it the flu. But I got through. Someone said, you know, you do so much to be healthy. You take all this stuff. You're running up and down mountains and doing yoga and meditating next to trees and going to the beach. You still got sick what's going on and I said you know what the point because they were mentioning you know obviously I'm vaccinated plus I do all this extra healthy stuff I still got sick and I said the point of all the stuff you see me doing of course I love jiu-jitsu of course I love running at the beach of course I love running Mount Aurelius of course I love yoga and meditation and taking all these teas and drinking all this stuff but it's not so that I don't get sick or even it's not so that I don't get COVID. I actually believe I probably will because so many people have. The point is. I do all of this exercise and dieting and everything else. I lost 10 pounds fasting on Tuesdays and Thursdays, one meal a day. Um, The survivability of it and. um. The quality of life. I, I, I don't see this vaccine as something that's going to be able to stop the transmission. I want the quality of my life high. And if I get it or something like it, like what I got, I want to be able to live. Comfortably. And go back to what I was doing. And this is what I love doing. So here we are. Um, this is about the end of the year? And how do you measure your year? How do you make sense of it? How do you make sense of it so that you can look forward with a sense of clarity and purpose? That's what this episode is about. We're going straight into it. Okay, so get your pad and your paper out or you get your phone out, open up the little notes or whatever, go into your little Google Drive, your Dropbox, whatever.
1: And let's have this conversation.
0: The first thing we need to do is start to reframe our year. Many times, you know, I'm already seeing everything on the gram and on TikTok at Bishop Chronicles. Um, you know. Man, let's just get to 2022 so we can get it started this year. Stoked, You know, that's not the way to start. That's not the way to start. This year was tough. This year was hard. This year money got weird. This year gas is high. This year tornadoes are already in the mix. God bless the dead and the families of those who passed. You know, we've all lost some people in our family, in our community, right? At our church, at our synagogue, at our masjid, right? At our temple, right? It's been hard. School is weird. Kids
1: ain't learning the way they used to.
0: Times are crazy. Jobs are weird. But look, man, there was a lot of good in this year. And so I want you to take the time to sit down, think through your 12 months, and pick the top seven good things that happened to you. Seven. Not six, because I want you to have one extra good thing. I know seven good things happened to you this year. I'm going to tell you what happened to me this year. I am telling you the good things that happened to me, not because I am trying to brag, not because I want you to do comparisons. I want you to go inside yourself. I was talking to a friend who was quoting someone who I can't remember, and she said, comparison is the thief of joy. So, you need to make your list for you,
1: just like I'm making my list for me. Okay?
0: So, here we go. These are in a random order, by the way. It's just seven things. Not in order, just talking. So, one, I spent six months in the United Kingdom. uh, Between London, Leeds, and Scotland. I never experienced so much time in nature ever. I never met so many beautiful, loving people. And I never had some of the best meals in my life like I did when I was in the UK. I can't front. They upgraded a lot since my last visit. Food in the UK used to be horrible. It was
1: like eating rocks in a box.
0: Seriously, it's horrible. But now it's good. Uh, I had my second. Birthday celebration overseas. That was lit. Um, this was my longest time out of the Bay, uh, out of California, and out of the United States. And it matured me mentally and spiritually. I actually matured. I'm rather immature. Uh, still working on that. Two. I received the YBCA 100 Honoree Award. Yerba Buena Center of the Arts. At YBCA On Instagram follow my people the award was for my years in education chess journalism jiu-jitsu you know and stuff like that Um, but it really wasn't the award that was amazing although the the award was amazing there's no question and I am honored deeply honored but really because I won the award I got to meet the other honorees who are amazing human beings from so many different backgrounds in education, poetry, photography, theater, medicine, music. It was unbelievable that I was even near these people, that these people even know my name. They had several events. Some were online, and some were, you know, in, in the building as, as, the, as the lockdown softened. And I had amazing experiences met amazing people, was truly inspired. And um, if I talk about it too much, I'll start crying, but I ain't gonna cry on here, you know what I'm saying? But I'm grateful to everybody at the Yerba Buena Center of the Arts. Three, I rediscovered the importance of meditation, yoga, jogging on the beach, running in the mountains, and exploring the redwoods alone. You know, there's a book I used to have. It's called Confucian Teachings of the Ming Dynasty on Shambhala Press. Cop that, son. Seriously. But one of the things that you get out of the Confucian work is uh, they always talk about how people have a hard time being alone. Right? And you think about how much music you listen to, how many speeches you listen to, how much TV is on. Like, I know people that'll turn on the TV in a room that they're not even in. Just so when they come through it, there's noise. There is beauty and peace in that silence. Your genuine self is in that silence. But we're always listening to Spotify. We're always listening to, you know, what's going on on Instagram. We're always on CNN and Fox and, you know, whatever else, MSNBC. And we're always on YouTube. And we have to work on that silence. Four, this was huge. I was awarded my black belt for my instructor, Alan Gumby Marcus of Heroes Martial Arts in San Jose. You should go there. At Heroes Martial Arts on Instagram. The team is savage. And strong. And beautiful. And bold. Alright? From adults classes to kids classes to the masters classes. Those are for the old folks. That's me. Amazing. Two locations. Anyway, I got my black belt. And And it took me twice as long. Takes most people about 10 years. Took me like 20 and maybe some change. But I got it done. I got it done. And I never thought I'd be a black belt. Also, footnote, if you're interested in getting private lessons in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, or if you would like me to teach at your company about the relationship between chess and Jiu-Jitsu and life, Stoic philosophy and stuff, hit me up bishop chronicles i'll I'll let your boy but that was a huge milestone for me it was really something i never thought i would pull off and after i did it a lot of beautiful doors opened up for me the most beautiful of these doors is drum roll please i will be conducting my first seminar ever on earth at Gracie Baja Roundhay Leeds, January third, I will be teaching all of the movements of the Iron Hook Scroll, advanced close guard. I'm so grateful. I can't believe it. It's almost sold out. 45 spots have already been taken, and there's 65 available. I still can't believe it. I'm so grateful. Again, tears if I keep talking. However. I do want to shout out Professor Mike Bates, who invited me out, and T, who's always just been a savage, and he just got his purple belt. Congratulations. Five, completed two books while I was in the United Kingdom. I started an autobiography about two years ago. I finished it, and it's about resilience. And then I wrote a second book of poetry that I'm working on with my boy, Hussein Rashid. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my good homie, Mike Rome, is fixing to be crazy. Crazy when I tell you. Six. I got Chess Journalist Award for the cover story that I did on RZA for Chess Life. And this was a cover story that I pitched to Chess Life. Worked with my man, Mike, around the clock. It was not easy, but we got it done. And I got the Chess Journalist Award for Best Print uh, Story of the Year. And that was crazy. Congratulations to all the other winners. Um, and this was the first cover story that I've had since the early nineties, since the magazine 4080 had Nas on the cover. That was my last cover when Illmatic dropped, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I was grateful beyond words, but you know what? I also asked myself how many cover stories I shorted myself on because I didn't push myself. I wasn't bold. I didn't go after it, but I went after it this time and it paid off. And seven, I read and listened to more books than I have in many years. I used to read a book a month. Took a long break on that, but I still read. But I read so many books this year. I listened to so many books this year. I think my favorite books were Ego is the Enemy by... Ryan Holiday, and another book on Audible, The Writings of Dogen, D-O-G-E-N. Who Crazy. I I, 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 I I listened to that on Audible while in quarantine. You realize this time last year, I was in quarantine in London on Dolo in the snow One of the best times of my life, man. I know it would seem crazy that you would like being in quarantine, but I was just forced to be by myself and deal by myself. And it was awesome. Um, and a lot of people, because they know I like to read and they know I listen to lectures and books and stuff all the time. They'd be like, yo, why do you read all the time? Why you know what I'm saying? How do you do it? But the truth is, growing up, I had a lot of negative thoughts. Uh, some of it, I think, was negative programming by other people. Some of it was just low self-esteem. And it, and, it, and it calcified, it got hard within my, within my mind, within my spiritual heart. And the only time, you know, it's like I have this negative highlight reel in my mind, always telling me what I can't do, what I'm incapable of, and things like that. And I'm being serious. Like, this is what I talk to my therapist about, you know.
1: But when I read, that, that turns off. When I'm listening to other people talk about their life and what they did, it turns off.
0: And so, like, outside of meditation, prayer, and doing jujitsu, reading is what shuts off that negative highlight reel. And I know many of you have similar highlight reels. And so when I'm telling you to read and I'm telling you to check into these books, it's not just so you can get into the books. It's so that you can turn it off, too. That's my hope. So those are my seven things. I want you to write down your seven things. Take time, an hour, two hours, several hours. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe turn on some lo-fi. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got one called Lo-Fi Study Beats. You know what I'm saying? On uh, Spotify, it's lit. I like to write to instrumentals because I don't like listening to rap or songs because I don't want other people's words in my head when I'm trying to think. But before you make that list, I need you to do something else. I need you to give yourself props because you lived. Give yourself props because you're here. However it happened, you are here. Look in the mirror at you. That's who I'm talking to. You made it. And I'm proud of you. No matter what you did this year, no matter what your job is this year, no matter what school you're at, no matter what grade you're in, I want you to start thinking like this and speaking like this to yourself and other people, right? Let's say my first job, well, I had a paper route, but my first job, job outside of a paper route was at Wendy's in Millbrae, California. It was owned by Dwight Clark. He never came by. Like, why would you not come by, bro? Anyway, um, I want you, let's say that I worked at Wendy's again, right now
1: at 51. So what did you do this year, Adiz? I worked at Wendy's in a global pandemic. Say that out loud.
0: I worked at Wendy's in a global pandemic. I was a teacher in a global pandemic. I was a DJ in a global pandemic. I was a student of college. I started college in a global pandemic. I worked at Macy's in a global pandemic. I'm a mechanic in a global pandemic. I'm a janitor. You did it in a global pandemic. And that
1: means you have resilience. Finish that sentence. So again, sit down. Turn on some lo-fi.
0: You know what I'm saying? and. Uh, or whatever relaxes or inspires you, and get seven things down. Now we're going to move to the next phase. If you remember the Knowledge of Self episode, we talked about stoic journaling, where you ask yourself these same five questions every day, and you apply it to your life. So now we're going to stretch that out, like a Stretch Armstrong. I'm old. Stretch Armstrong! We're going to stretch it out. And we're going to ask ourselves the same stoic journaling questions that you would ask for your day, only we're going to apply it to the year.
1: Mm. We're going to apply it to the year. So, I'll read the questions to you. You write them down and you answer them later today. What did I do well this year?
0: Next question. What did I do bad this year? Next question. Where was my self-discipline or self-control tested? That type of stuff is gonna deal with like, did you hold to your diet? Were you angry at people too much? Were you made sad by other people too much? Etc. Why did this occur? Why did they make you so sad? Why didn't you have the discipline in your diet, etc.? And the last one, how can I improve? be sincere in that like have a specific concept of how you can actually be better I want you to remember not to answer any of those questions as if anybody you know or think might judge you will read it you need to answer it for yourself for your for your own heart
1: the core the core of who you are
0: don't write it down in fear that your, 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 your wife or your parents or your kids will see it or, or, or a neighbor okay, or your professor. This is for you. You need to be truthful to you. Don't write nothing down you don't mean. Don't write nothing down you don't believe. Okay?
1: And if you do that, you will have the
0: initial map for yourself, the filter to start shaking out and understanding how to use the art of Stoic resilience to go forward into 2022. If you can see what you did and what you you did good and what you did bad, you can see where your self-discipline was shaky and where it was strong. If you understand why that happened, if you understand how you can improve, you're set. You're set. You have a map. You have
1: a compass. You have a North Star. In your own heart. Okay. The next thing I want. To tell you. And
0: this is one of the most serious things I could tell you. Is that. As you know. There are 24 hours in a day.
1: I need you. I need you.
0: No scratch that. You need you. To take one of those hours and dedicate it to your physical health.
1: You gotta dedicate it to your physical health, man. So you're gonna tell
0: me, oh man, I don't have no time. Oh, you don't? Didn't you binge watch so much on Netflix? Didn't you binge watch all of the Wu Tang? An American saga? Didn't you binge watch? Right? And I can just go through it because you know all the video games you've been playing. You know how much you've been listening to music all year. You know how many times you binged watch stuff you've been watching for 10 years. Seinfeld again? I know it's funny, but for real? Get your ass up. Because you know what? None of that music. Is going to keep you out the hospital. None of it. None of that binge watching is going to stop you from gaining weight. And be clear. If you're not actively working against
1: gaining weight, guess what? Lean into the speaker. Your ass is gaining weight. Don't lie to
0: yourself. And don't degrade the blessing of the health you've had. And if you haven't been healthy, don't degrade the opportunity to have the blessing of health because you won't be disciplined. You have an hour. Let me explain how to break this down. You can take 15 minutes to stretch and do yoga. Or do yoga, really, right? Stretching, yoga, they're very different. 15 minutes to do strength training. Pick up the weights, knock out some push-ups. Some crunches, some air squats. Leave weights alone. I barely touch weights for real. My whole life, I only really started, I got some dumbbells. That's it. I don't be in no gyms ever, really. It's all push ups, pull ups, crunches, leg lifts, running, jumping rope. You know what I'm saying? Jiu jitsu solo drills. 15 minutes to do cardiovascular work and 15 minutes to meditate. That's one hour. Again, 15 for yoga and stretching, 15 for strength training, 15 for cardiovascular, and 15 for meditation. Especially in a global pandemic. Oh, you got time. You got it. So use it, okay? There's a phrase I saw on the internet many years ago, probably Instagram, says something like, you know, the time you don't make to improve your health today will be spent in the hospital tomorrow. Right? So all these days that you tack on, they're going to keep you out the hospital. They're going to keep you off the meds. Then blood pressure meds, heart attack meds, uh, uh, uh gastric juice burpage meds, huh? You want to get off that Prilosec, bruh? Stop eating like you ain't got no sense and start working out. Stop acting like you don't have control over what you eat, when you eat, and how much you eat. Nobody has better control of that than you. All right? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm not saying it's super fun. I'm just saying it's possible. In fact, let me say this. I hate working out. I hate jogging. I hate doing push-ups. Today, I did pull-ups for the first time in a long time, and I hated it. Until I was done. And then I felt great. I hate jogging. I be putting on my shoes, talking. Trash to my, damn, running the hill. Mount Aurelius, who cares what this was. And then when I get to the top, that's the magic conch cell. I'm at the top, looking at the Pacific, observing the lake behind me feeling like I conquered this mountain. Yes, I have
1: done it. I have done it. And I am grateful. I want you to have those kinds of moments. You know,
0: I was telling somebody about something. I think it was, yeah, it was Jogging Mount Aurelius. And I was telling Somebody, how when I was a kid, I used to walk it, walk it, walk it. And one day I said, man, let me see if I can just jog it. And I thought it would kill me. And I jogged it. And then I jogged it again. And I jogged it again. And I jogged it again. And I jogged it in the rain. I jogged it in the fog. I jogged it when it was nice. I jogged it and got totally smoked by this young girl who was moving way faster than me, even though I was super far ahead of her. But I jogged it, and I realized at some point that the only reason I had never jogged it before is because I didn't think I could do it. But I did. And so that led me to wonder, what else in my life have I not done simply because I didn't think I could do it, but I was totally capable of doing it? You've done the same thing. Almost all of us have believed we couldn't do something that we're wholly capable of Taking action
1: and completing. You got it, man. You got it. You got options. You got courage. You got strength.
0: You got a great mind. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care what your gender identity is. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what your philosophy is. You can do it. I don't care what your age is.
1: So now, we get ready to end this with a short story. This is a story I've told before, but I'm going to tell it again. Somewhere in the 1800s, I believe, there was a farmer in Africa. Northwest Africa. Forget where.
0: He was a farmer. And he was getting bored of farming. And people started talking about the diamond trade. And how it was blowing up. He wanted a part of that diamond trade. But he's like, man, I'm just stuck here on this farm, dog. I need to bounce. Go be a part of this whole world that's out there. So he sells his farm. And he strikes out to travel the continent and
1: discover diamonds. He goes to the south of Africa. West, northeast, central. And after a
0: while, he hasn't really accomplished much, except spend all the money he made selling his farm. So, feeling hella sad and depressed and embarrassed and broke, he returned back to his homeland with
1: nothing. And in a supreme state of despair,
0: He jumped into a river and killed himself. Meanwhile, back at the farm that he had sold, the man who had purchased it was standing in the middle of the river, on the land of his own farm that he had just gotten, and he scraped his foot against something. And he reached down into the water, and he pulled up a weird-looking rock. It didn't look like much, but he thought it was cool. Later,
1: it turned out to be a big diamond. After that,
0: he started looking more around the river, more. And the whole land was filled with diamonds. You can't help but feel bad for the first
1: farmer. Because the second guy became infinitely rich. While the
0: first dude who ran off to have a better world and life and adventure had ignored
1: the beautiful opportunity that was infinite right under his own feet. Now, that's a diamond mine. But like, think about other things like a gold mine, right? If you had a gold mine, how happy would you be, right? I want you to look into the mirror and say, with
0: understanding that the gold mine you seek is within you. Look in the mirror and say it. The gold mine I seek is within. Then look again and say, The gold mine I seek is within. Write it down on a post it, put it on the mirror in your bathroom, on your fridge. The gold mine I seek is within.
1: You have no idea how capable you are.
0: Think about all the things you've done thus far. Think about all the things that have yet to happen for you that you can make happen. Again, this is why I talk to you about meditation and exercise and books and going on Audible and listening to Ryan Holiday and looking up stuff, right? Les Brown. I'm not sure whether it was in Obstacles as the Way or Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. I love both of those books. But, 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 but he said on one of those books, he said, you know, that essentially that there's no excuse to not have an education in today's world because all the universities and all the stuff and how, you know, you had to have hella hell of money to figure stuff out. That's all on YouTube. That's all on Udemy. That's all on edX. Remember when I was talking about edX and I took the little Harvard class on, uh, on a, a paralegal and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Anything you want to be, you can start studying today. Me too. I have to accept that. Y'all recognize the only piece of paperwork I have educationally is a GED? That's it. From 1989. I took a few college courses. Like three at San Jose City College, a few more at Skyline. I got a paralegal degree in like 93. Like a paralegal certificate, it's not even a degree. Other than a black belt, I have nothing to show for what I've studied.
1: But it forced me to think
0: about how much more I have to learn about jiu-jitsu, about philosophy, about meditation, about yoga, all these other things that I love. And all these things that I know are just a sliver of a sliver of a sliver of a sliver of all of the beautiful truth in this earth. A lot of y'all listening know way more than
1: me, whether you know it or not.
0: But you got to look into the mirror and you got to know that the gold mine you seek is within. Now, one more time, I want you to think about someone you love. So much. It could be your child, it could be your parent, it could be your neighbor, a classmate. And I want you to think about how you would tell them that the goal mind they seek is within. And then go right back to that mirror and say it to yourself with the same level of passion you would say it to them, because it's equally true for them as it is for you. I need you to know this. Understand whatever way you're trying to get better in 2022. My last piece of advice is this. One, whatever you're doing, look into the company and your industry. Look into the history of it and see who's making the most
1: right now and why. Two,
0: think about your job and what is your next career stop. If you're a journalist, you're trying to be an editor, you're trying to be a publisher. If If it's in tech, is it learning another coding language? Or, 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 or investigating a whole new aspect of technology, right? Or is it time to dump technology and start painting? Is it time to stop doing jujitsu for those who've been doing it for so long and then start doing something else from writing books or being a, a, a math teacher, right? right? And the other thing you have to work on is your people skills. How do you get along with people? Human networks, human capital, these things matter. If you do what I'm talking about,
1: 2022 will be good for you. It may not be easy. Crazy things are going on in the world.
0: Crazy things have always gone on in the world. But for all the crazy things that have happened in the world, you have endured them up to this point where you're listening to this podcast.
1: Now, on that level, I want to remind you. Do not quit. I want to remind you. The worst of everything that's happened to you. You've gotten through it. And there's so many beautiful things you've achieved and will achieve. I want you to trust it. I got
0: a call from a friend today I hadn't spoken to in years. And he told me that. You know. He had been going through some stuff when we hadn't been in contact. And several years ago, he was thinking about suicide, and I told him not to kill himself. And he didn't. And then he told me all these amazing things he's been doing book deals and world travel and all this other stuff. And I was like, dude, I know what it's like to want to take yourself out. A couple years ago, I was thinking about jumping in front of a bar train myself. But I didn't. And why didn't I? Because ultimately, in some of my darkest hours, I felt like if I did, I would be betraying the wholeness of the journey. I needed to know what else was going to happen. And it would be unfair to me and my creator if I cut my story short by jumping in front of a BART train, blowing my brains out, cutting my wrists. I thought about all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't do it. And now my story's
1: going pretty damn good. I can't front. So I say all of that to say, investigate your story. Look into your story. Trust the beautiful ending of your journey. Trust in that. This episode is
0: dedicated to Greg Tate. He is the godfather of hip hop journalism and he passed away last week. He was not somebody I had spoken to recently, but every time I did talk to him he was amazing. He was one of the coolest dudes and I never heard anybody say one bad thing about Greg. Never. And you are missed Greg. Thank you for your contributions to hip hop journalism. Thank you for helping people understand not just the music but the movement. Of hip-hop,
1: you know? And, uh, I'm very sorry uh, that I didn't get to talk to you before you passed.
0: Cherish your time. Remember, memento mori. And on that, I'll remind you one more time. Don't quit. Holla at a scholar. Peace. Happy New Year. Teacher, what style is that? It, 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 it's my own secret technique. What's it called? What's it called? and That's right. What, what, what? What's it called? It's my own secret technique.